Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and I am so excited about our guest tonight, Leah Grant. Leah absolutely exemplifies living a multidimensional being. She does art. She does vibrational singing. She writes both fiction and nonfiction. She coaches. She teaches. She does consulting. She does mentoring. She uses her psychic abilities. She volunteers. She believes in philanthropy. She applies her business acumen. She's a lifelong learner. I could go on and on and on. She is just multi-talented, multi-dimensional. And of course, she has mediumship abilities, which you guys are all interested in. And so it is with my great pleasure that I get to welcome Leah to the show. So glad you can make it with us tonight, Leah. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am excited to be here. So, Leah, tell us how you got started. Were you born with these gifts? Did you just get bored and keep wanting to expand and learn something new? Tell us about your history, please. Absolutely. I have had I had a series of guides growing up. There were about seven of them with me. Only one of them was human. And they stayed with me till I was about 14 years old. And I thought at the time that everybody had these and figured out pretty quickly that I was unique in that. Not everyone's imaginary friends actually had real information for them and were feeding them things that were going on in the world and and how to look into the occult. And they told me to read Edgar Cayce books and things like that, which was quite exciting. When I was 14, though, they disappeared. And the last thing they told me was stop eating meat, which I haven't eaten any since. And so, but my mediumship wasn't at that point, because for me, those were guides. They were speaking to me. I had very little understanding of having them move through me or take their information for anything, because I didn't really understand what it was. My first experience with being able to interact with those who have passed over was in college, and I was walking through the college campus parking lot And I stopped because somebody asked me directions, and this guy looked a little strange to me. It was late at night, and he looked like he was from another era. But, you know, it's college, and people are always doing strange things in college, so I didn't think too much of it. And I went back to my friend's room, and they'd been sitting on their patio and saw this exchange going, and they're like, what were you doing in the parking lot? And I said, I was just giving this guy directions. He was lost. And they said, there was nobody there. And I realized, (laughs) oh, there was definitely someone there, but they couldn't see him. And that's when I started being able to have people sort of show up who had had come into this experience for a moment. So that's exciting. Did that scare you at first or did it scare you as you were starting to explore your abilities or did you welcome it? It wasn't scary at all to me because they seemed, I think because of my experience from age zero to 14, where I had those guides, that it felt very normal to me. It was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, now I'm seeing things people can't see again because my other friends couldn't see my guides, whereas I could actually see them very clearly. So I was excited that that was coming back. So do you believe that was an innate gift that you came down with the purpose of doing? Do you feel like you're from this world or a different world? Well, I think we're 
we're all of this world, but not in this world. You know, I think Jesus said that. And we're multidimensional consciousnesses incarnating here to have these great experiences, which is why I spend so much time doing so many different things. Like, why limit myself? If I can do a bunch of things, why not experience them all? That's a lot of the fun of being human is that we're in a body and we can actually feel these things. Whereas once we're up in the, you know, collective consciousness, there's, there's not that feeling, that emotion that we get to have as a human. So do you feel like it's multidimensional up there or you just have the feeling of love on the other side? I think it's both and. I think there's this immense feeling of love, but I think love has many layers. And at that level, it has its own definition that we don't have the access to here because that's that's not what we're here for. Here, love is very specific. You can have agape love. You can have brotherly love. You can have familial love. You can have romantic love. And you can have moments of experiencing that, you know, higher level blissful, all-encompassing, I'm one with the universe love. But we don't feel many levels of that here. And I think at the higher realms that you do actually feel nuances in that. I love that answer. I'm so glad I asked that question. We're going to take our first caller because our phone lines are getting very busy. And if you'd like to jump on a phone line once somebody hops off, the number is 888-627-6008. Again, 888-627-6008. And Jennifer, welcome. Jennifer's from Dallas, Texas. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Hey, Jennifer. Yeah, what's your question for Leah? I just want to see if you uh, feel anybody, see anybody around me. Can you do remote sessions like this? I do. One thing is, so people show up to me in different ways. And this is a little bit different how my gift shows up than, like, say, James Von Prague or Monica, the medium. I don't just plug into somebody and automatically see, like, all the ancestors around them. I think that's a little bit of a different gift. What I find comes through for me is if I'm reading for somebody and there is somebody on the other side that wants to get a message through, they know that they can do that through me. So they'll show up. And so I can I can dial in and see if there's anybody who has something they want to say to you. That would be great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Jennifer, you actually have a lot of, it feels like you have a lot of spirits around you. And they, they aren't all ones that have been incarnated before. Some of them are non, what I call disincarnates, which can, you know, some people define them as angels. Some people define them as, as entities. Some define them as extra-dimensional beings. Do you do, um, it, it feels like you do work with them. I, I speak to my angels all the time. Uh, yeah. And my loved ones on the other side, especially my pets. Yeah. Okay. So that would make sense why you have your airspace is busy. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that would make sense because when we do communicate with them, by the way, and this is for everybody, when you do communicate with them, they will stay closer to you because when they, when they know they have an audience, they like that. 
Now, that also means that some of the ones you don't necessarily want to communicate with will show up in that space, too, because they want to be heard as well. So, Jennifer, I, I feel like the one that is stepping forward um, is, is a man that he looks like he's maybe from the 19, let's say the 1940s or 1930s era. Um, he's dressed very stylishly, you know, the black, the black and white kind of outfit. Have you had interactions with him before? Unless it's a grandfather, no. It's not, that's not standing out for me. Okay. So let me see what he has to say for you. Oh, all right. So he says he's just watching you and he's appreciating how you hold yourself in this life. So it's just an ancestor who just kind of has his eye on you because he knows who you are. So it's nothing, but there's nobody that's standing out that's really coming forward to say, like, they have a lot to say to you. And, you know, what, what I would speak to in that is that typically means that either you had really good completion with the people in your life that passed on, or you actually have the ability, ability to communicate with them directly. And they're already speaking to you through signs and symbols and feelings. Yes, that makes sense. I I just wish that um, communication was a little clearer on my end. But yes, I do I do feel like they are trying to communicate. Yeah, Jennifer, you have the ability to talk to them. You actually, it's it's about getting what you think it should sound like out of the way. And this is really how we all have the skill set to be a medium. It's it's about getting our own programming of what it should sound like and how communication should go that takes place. Because sometimes they speak to me in pictures. Sometimes they will speak to me in titles. You know, they'll just show me like a title of a book. Sometimes they will show me like a little piece of a movie. And so when you dial in to a particular relative, ask them just Show me something because it's easier for them to to talk in symbols than to, like, say sentences to you. How do you feel about automatic writing? If that works, that's amazing, too. Typically, that's them channeling through you. So in order for you to allow that, you have to really get out of the way. Do a lot of spirits come through in dreams? (laughs) Leah, do a lot of spirits come through in dreams? Sometimes I think spirits do come through in dreams. I see more spirits wanting to come through what I would call more lucid dreaming, where you actually have a conscious experience of them. But that's just my experience. I I haven't had many come through to me in dreams, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't for other people. Got it. Hey, Jennifer, I think you're doing such a great job communicating with them that they think that you're hearing them just as well as they can hear you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Sharon. Oh, I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Jennifer, Uh, I would would second that. I feel like, you know, what I'm getting from them, because there's so many of them around you, is that they they feel like they have that connection with you. They feel like they're having that communication with you. And so I think it's, it's just you trusting that it's happening. 
That's it. Yep. That's exactly what is happening. I'm, I'm getting in my own way, so with the doubt, and I will, uh, that's definitely something I need to work on, but your, both of your opinions really matter to me, and uh, that's helped me tremendously. Thank you so very much. Thanks for calling in, Jennifer. Melissa, okay. you are next from Pueblo, Colorado. Melissa, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. What's your question for Leah? Um, I just kind of wanted to know if there was um, anyone around me as well, and if they had a message for me. Leah, wouldn't all of us always have somebody around us? We are. You're, you're, you. I think you do always have somebody around you, but it's, it's how around you they are. So, it takes an immense amount of energy for a passed-on spirit to interact with this physical world, and that's why we often don't see them really appearing before us for long periods of time. You know, people see shades of a ghost, right? Or, like, they'll appear and then they fade away. And even when they communicate with you, you know, sometimes they'll slam a door or they'll slide something across a table. That's really the extent of how much they can manifest into this space because they now, aren't dense anymore. Right. So I've, I've heard doorbells. I've seen flickering lives, uh, lights. I always think of that as a halfway house. But coming back to Melissa, is there mm -hmm. any message for her? So, Melissa, you have some heavy energy around you. And, you know, my sense is, is that someone um, near you died under not the greatest conditions. An accident. I see water, too. Um, do you know if that's the case with somebody in your family or close to you? Um, no, not necessarily water. But, but not under great conditions, right? Under, yeah, tragic suicide. Yeah, that's the darkness that I'm feeling. Yeah, I just got a chill. Okay, okay so that's, that's on point. So this spirit is, is really lost. So the, the hard part about suicide is that most people commit suicide because they think they're going to go to this, you know, blissful other space. But because their soul is so tortured, they often get stuck in the in-between. And the in-between is sort of like what I guess the Catholics would call purgatory. It's where the soul has to kind of come to terms with what direction it wants to go. So if it wants to go to the light, it actually, going to the light means recycling and coming back in as a reincarnated spirit here or on another planet or another dimension. Whereas mm -hmm. if you actually go toward the void, which is not what we would think of as the light, right? That's actually where you go back to source energy and become one again. And so what happens is when somebody commits suicide, they're confused because they're like, wait, the light's going to take me. I thought the light was where I wanted to go, but the light's going to take me back to this, you know, life that or some kind of life that I may not like again. So that's why they get stuck. And then when they get stuck, they hang around the people that feel like the most familiar to them. So you, know, you can talk. Go ahead. That, that is the most fascinating answer because I always thought that 
if you head toward the light, that's literally the birth canal tunnel and you get stuck somewhere in the energies along the way. And the light at the end was the bright light of the room with the doctor in it or the whatnot. And so you were heading towards reincarnation. So it's rare that I hear somebody else say that. So that's just fascinating to me. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, and through that canal, you definitely see your ancestors. They're like, oh, hey, how are you? They say, hi. You know, that's why people will, when they go into the tunnel, they say, well, my ancestors were all there waiting for me. Like, how is that not heaven? And it's like, well, it's, it's the passageway to the next life. So it's almost like everybody's standing there watching you kind of go by saying hi, saying hey, and then boom, you're in your next place. Or possibly you do hang out with them for a little while before your next incarnation. So, so you just feel so, heavy energy around me? Is that primarily what you're feeling? Yeah, Melissa, I'm, I'm getting that there's, there is this very, very heavy energy around you. That's, that's, it, it almost feels like it has an expectation that you're supposed to fix it for them. That somehow you, you're you supposed to be the one that helps them to move to the next level, which isn't your responsibility, by the way. It, it's really theirs. Um, but they're, they, they don't know how to communicate with you. Um, they're actually even kind of confused that I'm standing in this space with them right now. And so what I would say you can do in this situation is to to write a letter to that person and as you're writing the letter, invite that spirit to read over your shoulder and tell their story. Say, this is who I knew you to be and this is, these are what your choices are. You can come back and try this again or you can go into that void space that looks really scary where you are, but is really the, the place that will connect you with all that is. And once that happens, you're going to feel lightness. Like once they actually depart, you're going to feel a lot lighter. Because I feel like you're carrying a lot of this in your auric field. Yeah, I feel depressed, anxieties. I mean, I'm, I don't exactly, I don't know. Yeah, because you've taken on some of this energy because it's it's hanging so much in your space, and it and it is so heavy. It's it's really really heavy. So, but you can clear that out. And the other thing that will help this, by the way, is sunshine. So sunshine actually helps clear our auric field. It has these beautiful principles of I don't even know what it is, but some sort of you know healing molecules, but I would make sure you spend some time in the sun every day. Yes, I try to every day. I'm lucky enough at my job I can walk outside, you know. And... Awesome. Any, just send love. Send love to this being that's around you and, and disconnect from it. It's very important that when somebody commits suicide that we cut the cord between them and ourselves. And that's not saying we're forgetting about them. That's not saying they didn't matter to us. But what it's doing is it's not allowing them to suck our life force. Now, would it help, Leah? In the next place they're going. If Melissa visualized a cord between her and the other person and then visualized this huge pair of scissors coming and chopping that cord all up, would that help? 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I usually say, I, I imagine a big pair of shears, like garden shears, and I cut the cord and I tie my end off so, like, they can't come back and reconnect. And then I send their piece of the cord back with love and light. Okay, just there you go, love. Melissa. Like now I, you know how I to do that. I lovingly and gracefully <laughs> disconnect from this. Okay, Thank Melissa, you, you got to What technique. if I'm not quite sure who the spirit is? I mean, what if I, you know, assume and I really don't know who's around me because I've had several suicides in my close, you know, family. It's, and so I think forth. it's actually, I think it's more than one because you, I mean, yeah. the heaviness is very, it's a lot. And so what what I would suggest is just include them all. Include them all. <laughs> Lots of cords, big pair of scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, there's one coming through. I that I'm getting the letter J. Hmm. Okay, Melissa, one I think if you think about it, it's going to come to you. Okay. And, um, yes, and I would just say you. every single one that did the suicide, make a cord, get your scissors out. I, I, you know, I love the fact that you've now got a technique to help you cut, so you're not going, oh, how do I do this? Anyway, Thank thanks you. for calling in to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Amy, you've been waiting. How can we help you? Hey, thanks for this nice conversation. Um, yeah, do you have any messages for me? Uh, if, is that a good enough question? So who are you wanting messages from, Amy? Uh, maybe my ex-husband, John, or my dad, Randy, or my mother, Marie. Okay. Let me ask if any of them want to come through. So John has a lot of appreciation for you. They're sensing, like, this immense appreciation for the things that you you did for him. Um, you were very caring to him. Yes? Yes, he was to me too. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of love there. It's a very, you know, when I see the connection between the two of you, it's interesting because it is it is unraveled a bit and maybe that's, you know, because of how long you've been disconnected, but there's um there is this mutual respect, this love, this appreciation, and and he's actually saying, like, I want you to be happy with someone else. That's okay. So, Amy, do you think you could allow yourself to do that? Oh, if I get this body looking better. <laughs> Why put a condition on it? I'm just curious. Why put a limit on if... Maybe somebody's going to come in and and say, I love you, regardless of what body you're in. So then there's no pressure. And just think if you had a, a body that was working better, maybe you wouldn't know if they'd love you if their body stopped working so well. And at least this way, you'd know it's not important to them. You know, it's not important to me if someone had a broken body. I've worked on broken bodies so many times. I I have no boundaries with that. So I know I got to get over it. No, it's up yeah, to you whether you get over says, it or not. <laughs> he also says that he he's still really, like, he's like, I still love you. I will always love you. You know that. And allow yourself to be loved. There you go. John, That's a great message for you, Amy. 
Huh? I said, Amy, that's a great message for you. Yes. Okay, well, just a quick um, fun little share on sunlight being outside. Dry your clothes out in the sun because it kills uh, bacteria and viruses and everything on your clothing. The Amish always did that. You stick your clothes out on the clothesline, let them dry. So I had to share that because I love to share health. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the show. I've got... I don't know if I'm going to be pronouncing this correctly. It is the most interesting name to me. Uh, Bakpai. Bakpi. Is that how I'm pronouncing it from Houston? Yes. Bakti. Bakti. Thank you. Yes. I knew I wasn't Thank saying you. it quite right. Fascinating name. Hi, Hi Bakti. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. What's your question, Bakti? Um. Is there someone there for me? I want to hear from someone, um, from my son. Well, the first person that popped in when I heard your voice was actually, um, I believe it's your grandmother. Okay. And, or great-grandmother. And she just wants you to know that she's, She's just always around, but she's like supporting the women in the family is how she puts it. Okay. You sound kind of disappointed that it's not your son, Bhakti. Yeah, I'm seeing if I can get him. What's his name? Drew. Drew? Yes. So... It's interesting. He's showing up as a very small boy. Is that is that when he passed, no. or is that just kind of where he's seeing himself? Maybe no. He he, he passed last year. He was twenty three. Okay, because he's showing up looking like he's about fourteen. Was that an age that he was like really happy and and very yes. um, connected to you? Yes. Okay, because this okay. So this is something that'll happen. Not all people who've passed over will show up at the age that they pass. They will often show up at the age in which they had the greatest connection with you. And so mm-hmm. he's wanting you to remember the memories of when the two of you were close. He says, "Don't remember the end. Remember the middle, Mama." And okay. um, he's got you know. It's like. He's got little tears glistening in his eyes, and he says, you know, don't miss me. I'm okay. Um, Can he give me some sign that? He's talking to you all the time, he says. He's like, pay attention. Pay attention. That's what he just keeps saying. Pay attention. And um, I'm seeing a marble. So there's something about glass or marbles or um, something... What is he trying to tell me? He games. He liked to play games. Was it a particular kind of game, Bhakti, that your son liked to play? Not that I know of. He played video games. 
Video games is a type oh, of game. Maybe that's you know what that might be it. It's like the the little ball going across the screen, the the glass. That's okay. That would make sense. Sometimes like when they show it to me from the other side, it's not always as clear as it could be. <laughs> but what he's what he's really wanting, like he's actually moving. He's not close close to you. He's moving away. So he's actually in incarnated somewhere else already. Um, okay. And so what I see of him is just a piece of his consciousness that came because we called. But he's okay. not hanging around you because he's already he's already moved on. Okay. And you know, that, like I said, he just said, Mama, don't miss me. I'm okay. Yes, because that's what I tell him every day. Move on. You need to move on to your better life. There you go. You yeah. asked for a sign, Bhakti, and that's it right there. Did, yes, did you I recognize yeah, you're that? The... You're telling him that, and he's saying it back to you. That's a sign that you guys have had connection. Yes, I tell him every day, move on to your better life. Move on to your next journey. Don't hang around. We are okay. Yeah, and, and he love. just repeated that back to you, and you asked for a sign, and that's the sign he gave you. I just wanted to make yes. sure you recognized it, that that was an answer to what you requested. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right, Bhakti. You have a fabulous <laughs> evening. Know that your son heard you and loves you. Okay, yes. so I've got a quickie question before we take the next call. Leah, yes. if somebody wanted to develop this gift of being able to hear um people from the other side or entities or relatives or whatever you want to call them, spirits from the other side, what would be the first thing that you would suggest that they would go about doing? The first thing would be to really get into a very good meditative practice. And that would be removing all of the stuff in your head. So I practice Vipassana meditation, which is a form of stillness and silence meditation where you sit for an hour not moving a muscle not not blinking and being in complete stillness and silence for that time and the other thing that i've noticed is don't have any expectations when you expect them to come is when they will not show up <laughs> <laughs> and when you invite them in and just say, I'm open, like show up when it works on your schedule, you know, or because what happens is they have to form the energy to be able to communicate. So if they're going to flicker a light or they're going to slam a door or they're going to, you know, move um, a picture frame, that takes them some energy to, to conjure up. So we can't like on demand say, here, show up for me. And, especially if they are newer into that realm. They have less experience dealing with what the, I guess, the laws of physics are there. So you mentioned that this Bhakti son was already on his way coming back in. Does Is there like an oversoul or a part of us that remains on in the plane so that we can always contact them? Or does it become after a while when they're fully incarnated, uh, really difficult to communicate with them. Yeah, so this is a bigger conversation about cosmology and the multiverse. And, you know, my view of it may not be what everybody else's is, but I think that there is that time is just a concept and that everything is actually happening simultaneously. 
So we are both in this life and not in this life. We're both in our spirit life and not in our spirit life. So there's like millions of fragments of us that can be in different places at once. But where our consciousness is primarily hanging out is where we're going to have the most conscious experience. So for him, if his consciousness has moved into another incarnation, he only has a very little tiny piece of him still kind of hanging out here, right? Or aware okay. of this, this piece of his experience which is probably why he didn't show up as he was when he died. He showed up as he, you know, remembers himself most being happy here. So for those that want more information on that, you can make an appointment, okay, with Leah. You can go to her website, which is her name, Leah Grant, L-E-A-H, Grant, G-R-A-N-T dot com. Or you can read Jane Roberts' books on the Oversoul 7, which would give you some of that same ideas of what Lee is just expressing now. Okay, Darla, you are next up. Darla, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. Long time we haven't heard from you. Welcome back. And what's your question for Leah? That I'm missing the uh, message that I'm trying to receive from someone from the other side, and I didn't know if she could pick it up. I put out, out about three questions, important things, and I keep thinking I'm getting the answer, but I don't know. I'm I'm not. And someone said, "Go to bed, dream. You know, think of it before you go to sleep." Uh-huh. Well, it didn't work for me. I dreamed of my dog that I lost. It's been long gone. <laughs> and I said, well, that didn't work. So I just thought I'd call when I saw who you had on tonight that she might help me. Well, that's wonderful. So animals are on the Rainbow Bridge, right? So they actually are, you know, really good conduits into the spirit world because they communicate by symbol and feeling. So sometimes our animals can actually be a way to connect to others. Oh. but. I, I, for some reason, when I first heard your name, I heard the name Peter. Does that mean anything to you? No, it doesn't. Okay. That's okay. Okay. So Peter oh, in the Bible, your but Peter in the Bible is the only one. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, it's, it wasn't somebody necessarily from the other side because I'm psychic as well. So it was just the name Peter showed up. So it feels like somebody named Peter is going to be significant for you. Um, so just kind of keep an eye out for for Peter's. Um, so what's what's the first question you're putting out to the universe that you well, haven't Well, what I put out in the universe is should I move back to where my children live? They want us to move back. The second one, believe it or not, was should we change our lifestyle to a plant-based diet? And when you came on, I thought, well, that might be my answer to that one. <laughs> and then I wanted to know if I was handling the money okay. So that that was what I've been putting out over time. And I I think there's an answer there, and I haven't just got it, you know, yet. Okay, so this is, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is going to help you and other callers. The the way we ask the questions is super important. So anytime we ask a question that says, should I do this, there are no shoulds. So they cannot answer that question. There literally are no shoulds. We live in a free will universe. Besides, it doesn't even sound nice to be shit on. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to shit on ourselves. Yeah. So so if you change the question to show me the best place for me to live, I think you'll get a different answer. I think you'll get your answer. 
show me the most, and you want to get as specific as you can. So show me the place to live where I will have the greatest happiness and prosperity. Or show me the place to live that my family will be the most connected and harmonious. Because there's actually something called astrolocation, which shows that, and this may be something you want to go look into as well, where based on our birth date, there are places and longitude and latitudes that are best for us to live for certain aspects of our life. You know, if we want a great career, you know, maybe we need to live in Costa Rica. But if we want to have this deep, enriching family life, maybe the best place for that is Florida. And so with astrolocation, they, the astrologer looks at, you know, what are the things that are most important to you and where are the most beneficial places energetically for you to reside. Okay. Are you getting any anybody beside Peter coming through to say anything? Um, let's see. The airspace around you is pretty quiet. And what I mean by that is I I tap into your aura and then I look at who's hanging out. Like, what is it? Is it dark? Is it heavy? Is it people? Is it multidimensional beings? And you don't have a lot around you. Kind of behind you, you have a couple family members that sort of keep an eye on what you're doing, but they're not super invested. You know, they've passed on and they're part of your lineage, so they've got a connection to you, but they're not they're not feeling like they're really invested in what you're up to. So what I would recommend is if there's who are you specifically wanting guidance from on the other side? Well my parents were always pretty smart. I kind of wanted some direction from them to see if I should move where my kids are asking us to move. Mm-hmm. I think Remember I can be that happy question. <laughs> or what happens when we say should? I'm sorry. I did that again. <laughs> That's okay. I just want to remind you about it because it's it's not it's just not going to get you the answer you want from them. So okay. if we ask if we ask your parents, where is most beneficial for her to live? So what I'm getting is it depends on what you want. I mean, they're, li- they're literally saying, yeah, we get we're smart, but it's, it literally depends on what you want. You have to make that decision first. And they're saying that you haven't made that decision. You haven't actually dialed in and said, like, I want to be closer to my kids or I want this kind of lifestyle. And so getting in tune with what's really important to you and what's in your heart is, is what you actually want to do as opposed to asking for external input right now. Okay, Darla, I've got to stick in my two cents. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh Thank you. Okay, Darla. Yes. What I'm getting when I'm looking at your name and where you're currently living is that you're actually good where you're currently living, but you're giving yourself a guilt trip because you don't really want to move to be with the kids, but then you think you're going to be a bad parent or they're going to think something bad of you if you don't move to be with the kids. I think you ought to go visit the kids so you're not miserable and you're not giving up your life for what they're wanting all the time. So okay, I would that, look at I would look at staying put. Just travel to them sometimes because then you can always leave and go home. Okay, since I have you on the line, I loved your new book and I loved your dad. He was wonderful. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, that's what happens when for anybody else it's interesting. It's real short and stuff. And then we've got another book coming out that's um, uh, One Habit from Entrepreneurs, where 150 of us contributed one good habit. Uh, that we wished everybody had because it would help them be more successful and one habit that we wish nobody had. <laughs> so, you know, because it, it, we can find it fairly irritating. So that you've got 150 entrepreneurs, quite a few people with names that you'd recognize are in that book. And it's coming out in one week on October 16th. If you want to know more, it's on the, my brand new website, the name lady. It's finally up well, and running you. the brand new one. Get that. Thank you very much. Both of you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks, Darla. Okay, so speaking of books, okay, Leah, here's your chance to plug yours. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I actually only have a little book coming out this year. It is part of a community gratitude project, and I wrote about my father's death, which was this year, and he died in the middle of COVID, so it was a very interesting experience with everything that was going on, but I was lucky enough to be there at the moment of his death and to actually feel that opening that opens up for the spirit to move into. And I can tell you that it is a very sexy place. Like you can just feel the pull toward it. I was like, oh, dad, I'm jealous. I want to go with you, you know? And I, it was something that I hope other people are able to feel when they're with their loved ones and they pass because it just shows you like the beauty of the transition and how peaceful it really is for the person that's going through um, that, that transition. But, you know, it's very difficult for us having to detach from them, but for them, they're, they're really ready for that. I was just speaking with a friend earlier today and we were speaking about talking with people that were on the other side that we loved. And, and we mentioned that funerals are for the living and not for those that are crossing over because they're already on, you know, and that we do that for everybody mm -hmm. that's left behind. Yeah. And some people do come to their funeral, but the people that are going to come to their funeral, they're ones that actually write what they want in their last wishes and testament or they're very clear with their family like I want everybody there and I want it to be a party and they they will usually show up in spirit to those events and those who just say like hey I just want you to remember me let's just have it be low key you know they're not needing that they're 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 feeling complete with their incarnation which is it, which is wonderful either way, however the soul picks it. Vita, thank you for your patience and waiting. Vita, welcome. And what is your question for Leah, please? Okay, mine is something similar to the last um, caller. Um, as you know, Sharon, I just sell my house. I moved to a new location. And I just like to know from the other side, if it's my mom or whoever, that she's okay with my um, move, with my transition, and what would be a good place for me to live? Gotcha. So, you know, the energy I get from your mom right away is that, like, she has a lot of opinions. <laughs> I don't know if that resonates for you, but she just feels like she has a lot of opinions, and from from where she's sitting right now, though, she she recognizes that 
there's there's three places that she would like to see you um, be, but they're all based on the life that she wants you to live. And so the wisdom that she has in crossing over is that that may not be the life that you're wanting to live right now. Um, and so there's a, there's that conflict there where she's telling me like, well, I could tell her what I would have said when I was alive, but it's not how I feel now because now I feel that it's, it's about her aligning with her values, not with making me ha- not about making me happy or proud of her. Mm-hmm. So what are those three locations? So there's a flat um, on a city street that's like above, kind of looks like it's above some sort of a restaurant or a deli. There's a house out in the country um, which has blue shutter, not blue shutters. The house is the house is blue and it has white shutters. Um, and then there's just like what looks like kind of a um, a walk up, and that one has a little bit darker energy to it. I'm not sure why. Um, that may have been a place you lived before. What where was the place that you moved out of? What city? No. What was the type moved- of house you moved out of? Oh, it was a large uh, uh, three-story house. Okay, that's what I'm seeing, the walk-up. It's like three, yeah, it's really tall. It's tall and it's thinner. Um, yeah, that is that is a good place to have closed the door on. Like, you were complete, mm-hmm. you were complete there. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like you're not really settled where you're at right now. Like, it's not going to be the most, um, how do I say this? It's it's not going to give you the highest level of energy for what you want to achieve. You need mm-hmm. to move to you need to move to higher. What I'm hearing is that you need to move to higher ground. Like where, where? are you living right now? I'm living right now in Quebec. Okay, so I mean Quebec's right on the water, so it is pretty low. Um, so a higher elevate ele- elevation. I would look for something that's at a higher elevation. It could still be in the city of Quebec, I'm getting, but not as low as you live right now. I'm just wondering if Quebec is... Sharon may have more to add to this with your name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) I I was just looking at different cities and going, nope, nope, nope. Um, but I don't think you're far from where you need to be. I think you're really close. I just think your timing is off, and that's why you're not seeing it yet. I, and I don't think you're going to see it till March. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think what happens is if we give you a name ahead of time, like I was just pulling up a map of Canada, starting to compare names with yours. But I think that your time to move isn't until March, Vita. And so if we gave it to you early, you'd want to jump early. And I think that's where the block is. I think well, just I know I still right have now. to wait. I know, yeah, I know I still have to wait a bit because I, I'm searching. I'm uh, as Mercury retrograde. I know I'm not supposed to do anything as yet, but I'm just wondering, you know, uh, I should be here or I should be down south, like Florida or California. No, like, I, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't see Northern California for you. I don't see Florida for you. 
they've got the wrong letters in the wrong places for you. I actually think you're still going to be in Quebec. I just think mm-hmm. you're close yeah, to where you're. I would you're agree with that. Yeah, I just think mm-hmm. you're close to where your your you know your destiny is to end up. I just think you're close, but not quite there yet. And I would wait through the next Mercury retrograde that's in February. Also, I wouldn't start until March. I think the energy should I be forward. near? Should I should I be near water or not? First of all, we're not going to shit on you. But how about if we have this conversation in February so you can start looking in March? Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> all righty. Okay. Thank you, Barry from San Diego. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. And is it B-A-R-I-E? Yes, V as in Victor. Oh, V as in Victor. Oh, I love it. Okay, what's your question? Um, well, I, I wanted to know, my dad passed away about five years ago, six years ago, and the passing of him was um, sudden. And he was in the hospital for like 10 days. And uh, I, you know, I feel like we could have done more, but we didn't know. So I just don't want him to be upset. And then my brother passed away from suicide. So I wanted to know if he's okay. Yeah, so your dad came through right away. And he's, he's, your dad's definitely okay, and he, he does not feel that the choices that you all made in his care were negligent at all. And he, he wasn't quite ready to go when he was in the hospital, you know, because he just hadn't prepared yet. He thought he had longer. And, but he's saying that, like, it was fine. Like, it was all fine. And, you know, I see him like basically embracing you, you know, having you sit on his lap and and him kind of rubbing your hair and telling you, like, you couldn't have done anything else. Like, this wasn't, this wasn't in your hands, even though you feel like it was. And so often yeah. those messages, when they say that, is, it's, they're really talking about it being in the divine timing. Like, it was, it was to leave. Uh, can you, you just didn't know that. You didn't know that. Hey, Mari, can you put you on silent when you're listening and then put it back on talk when you're talking, simply because we're picking up so okay. much background noise in your house? Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, and what was your brother's name? Eduardo. Eduardo. Or Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he My was dad in a lot of pain. Same, so. <laughs> like, he's, he's even showing up, like, in a lot of pain. Um, so sometimes when I see people coming through from the other side, they show me, like, what the reason why they died. So, you know, like in that movie... Um, I see dead people. What was that with Bruce Willis and the little boy? And he only saw people like in their moment of death. Sometimes people will show me like why they were, why they died. And he's showing that he was just in so much pain that he couldn't, he couldn't in his own mind and in his own body process that pain. And so he saw suicide as the only option out. 
And, you know, he wants you to know as well that there was actually nothing you could have done. There was nothing anybody in the family could have done. It was a choice that he made without allowing other people to really have the opportunity to help. And um, what is he saying? Yeah, he's saying I'm just, I'm in a different place. He's not saying what place. He's saying I'm in a different place than I was then, and I'm not in pain anymore. And I love you, and I love Papa. And I'm really sorry that what I did hurt you all so much. Well, so there you he go. Feels, he feels responsible for causing pain for you, which is what he wanted to escape. So he's he's kind of having some some trouble with resolving that for himself um, on the other side, but but he also knows it's it's it was how it was, right? And it gave you all gifts and the ability to learn different coping skills that he wasn't able to apply. He's kind of chatty. He'd probably talk to you if you want to talk okay. to him. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's saying, please talk to me. I'll talk to you. Hey, okay. isn't that nice to know that they're willing to communicate? Um, one of the first things that my dad said to me after he crossed over was that he could hear everything I was saying and stop being so redundant. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I always keep that in mind when I start to repeat myself when I'm talking to him. I go, okay, never mind. I know you already heard me say this. You know, but they yeah, will communicate. I dream, I dream with them all the time. So, you know, I know that they're talking to me and stuff, but I just feel guilty. Well, isn't that yeah, nice? He's that saying you don't there's have nothing you guilty. could do. There's nothing you could have done. And, and it basically, you know, that's something really important to remember, that he made his choice, and he didn't really give other people a full opportunity to help him. And he knows that. Okay, because we, for, 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 for a while, we thought there was foul play involved, and so that's been, like, eating at us, too, because we don't know. Well, at least now you know that it doesn't have to eat on you. And you know what I've noticed a lot, Leah, is when the souls cross over, they take responsibility for their own actions here. I don't see this blame game where they're blaming everybody else. They kind of like see it and go, oh, yeah, well, it was me. Oh, Would you agree absolutely. with that? Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what you're saying. Is he said, I'm, I was in so much pain. That was the only way I saw out. And now that I'm on this side, I realize I just created all that pain for the rest of the people I left behind. And so, so it's, you know, it's something he has to resolve within himself, you know, from, from the soul perspective. For those of you that are still waiting online that we don't have time for, I am so apologetic. I will give your name and your number to Leah. So um, she's got that for you. And again, if you would like to get a hold of Leah, her website is L-E-A-H her name, and then grant, G-R-A-N-T, dot com. And you can get a hold of her there. And I'm sure that she would love to continue to help you and talk with you if you got a session with her. And that would just be wonderful for you to do that. Next week, we have Sof Sophia 
uh, Rainia again. She's our numerologist who uses the Hebrew numerology. And so uh, we've had her on once before. And so know again that she'll be on next week. And Leah, we've got about 30 seconds. Is there anything you'd like to say before we're off air? Yeah, two things. One, I would say is if you're going to go to my website, go to my Connect page, and there's an email address. That's the fastest way to get in touch with me on there. And also look for signs and symbols and synchronicities from those that you love who are wanting to get in touch with you. You know, my dad has been sending my mom sunflowers, you know, on a calendar, or she'll get something in the mail and it'll have a sunflower or a sunflower randomly started growing in her backyard, even though she didn't plant any seeds. So there's little ways that those who have passed on, you know, want us to know they're still around. We just have to pay attention. I think it's wonderful. Thank you, Leah, for taking your time to join us on Know the Name, Know the Answers. Everybody, this concludes this week's show. Looking forward to having you connect with us again next week. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off.